Blog Talk Radio. This is the Body of Christ Church, and you are listening to our program, Kings and Priests, where we teach repentance to the twelve tribes scattered abroad. In these last days, darkness has covered the earth, and gross darkness covers the people. But for those who choose to hear the words of the Father and the instructions of Jesus Christ, He will give them the power to become the nation of kings and priests they were ordained to be from the foundations of the earth. Traditionally, we will bring in the last of the crops to prepare for winter. When people or nations would do this, they would have a big party and give thanks to their gods. Should we follow these celebrations or follow the true and righteous days that the Lord of the Bible has established? I'd like to welcome you to another edition of the virtual living room on the Sabbath. I'm your brother, the Daiwan. Uh, we give all praises to the Heavenly Father and his son, Jesus Christ, for allowing us to be used as vessels and guides to put his word out to wake up the elect. We also have another brother with us. Uh, brother, introduce yourself. Shalom to all the brothers and sisters in the U.K. This is the brother Kazak in the U.S. on the Sabbath, 9 o'clock in the morning here, and I am definitely appreciative of the Sabbath. Most high, give us the Sabbath to just teach, totally rest and just refresh yourself, you know? All right. All praises. All praises to the Most High for that. Definitely a blessing to, to have in the Sabbath. I mean, mo- most people, they look at um, Friday and Saturday, uh, Saturday is days that, you know, Friday night, they know, okay, the, the week is over, the working week is over for most people, and then what are they going to do? Rather than give honor and praise to the Heavenly Father and rest and be refreshed in their in their bodies and in their spirits, they use that to go against the Heavenly Father and break his commandments. You know, this, to them it's the best time to go out freaking, to go out fornicating, to go out committing adultery. Uh, you know, these are the times uh Friday night is probably, you know, one of the worst times for, for murders and stuff like that where people get murdered because people are going out drinking and doing all manners of evil when they should be resting and worshiping on, on the Lord's day. So the topic of discussion. Have you have you heard of uh, Harvest, Harvest Festival, Kazak? I've heard of it, but um, I never really delved that much into it as far as uh, – what it means or what it represents, but I have heard of it. So, uh, and, 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 and for some people, it's just a, a sugar-coated way of saying uh, Halloween or those, those, those days that lead up to Halloween. Well, 
Have you heard of pilgrims? I guess I have. Do you know where the pilgrims were from? From your from your corner of the, uh, of the planet, aren't they? Right. So, what do you think the pilgrims brought with them? Oh, okay. You want the you want the clean version or you want the real version? <laughs> Whatever version I'm, you want to put out. Uh, uh, I'm cutting up. I'm cutting up. But uh, <laughs> when the, when the pilgrims came, of course, they brought their customs, they brought their religions, they brought their way of doing things, they, and of course, you know, they they brought their idolatry and things right. of that nature. So you do have Harvest Festival. It just goes under another name. Now, do you know what it's called? I think you can pretty much know what it's called. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Well, well, I'll give you another clue. What do you see on what day in America do you see people giving thanks for, for bounties? And they usually have like the, I forget what they call that basket. And it's got like all kind of food pouring out of it. <laughs> ah, now you know. You're terrible, brother. You're terrible. But um, uh, those that I have to correct myself, it would be uh, more commonly known in this country as Thanksgiving. Right. So that's that's the harvest festival for the United States. And keeping in mind, the pilgrims were the one that institute that under you know, and people believe under the lie was the it was the the Indians and the pilgrims and they got together and they had a feast. They showed them how to grow the food, and then when they go in the food, and when all the food was gathered, they had this festival, and they called it Thanksgiving. But really, it's it's the same festival that they kept here in England, which is the Harvest Festival, which is going into the worship of of their gods, the the god of corn, the god llamas, and it's the same thing. It's not just because a lot of people they want to uh, they they want to put so much on white people, man. Our people, especially our people, we don't put so much evil on white people. All oh, the, the white people are gay. The white people worship the devil. The white people. Did. Well, if you look, if you look in ancient civilizations, it was the darker races that did all those things before the white people came into power. So we need to stop blaming white people for all the, for all the wrongs and evils that's going in the world. <laughs> and uh, and the majority, the majority of the evil and the wickedness. That white people got, they got it from the darker races. They got it from the Africans. They got it from the Indians. They got it from the Chinese on how they were worshiping their gods. Remember, Alexander went to Egypt, and that's where he had that big library in Alexandria, in Egypt. <laughs> so that was a collection of the knowledge of the darker races, which we know the things that they worship, that they don't worship. The God of the Bible. That's why you have to be careful in using that word God. That's why I like to use the God of the Bible or the God of Israel. Because that's the only really true God that you see. Because a lot of people use that God, they use that word God loosely. And then it, it, it's fitting their version of God. Now, I want to, I just want to go and read some of the the historical evidence where they're coming out and basically they're telling you in black and white what Harvest Festival is truly about. So this is um this is on a website that I find because over here in the UK they have Harvest Festival and they have it in the schools. 
So, you know, me and my wife was already running that route with the opposition with the teacher. Oh, we, we're having a harvest festival. It's for God, and we're going to say prayers and this thing. He was like, no, we don't deal with that. We deal with the Feast of Tabernacles. Because when you look in the Bible, that's the feast where they thought, when they thank God for all the things that would be the last time they would finally bring everything into the storehouse for the winter, and then they will praise God, and then we will have the Feast of Tabernacles. We have this big feast called the Feast of Tabernacles. We will thank God, not the God of corn. We wouldn't have a feast on the full moon. There's a feast in the Bible called the new moon, but we wouldn't have a feast on the full moon. See, that's all people going into these, they call it pagan or paganism, but really and truly, and see, that's how Satan disguises it, is really Satanism. Because if you're not worshiping the Heavenly Father, no, no matter what you want to call it or what other, what other name or spirit you want to call it, it is all going into the worship of Satan. So let me read this. This is, uh, and keep in mind, this is something that is prominent that they celebrate in schools in the U.K. Okay? It says, every year we have a harvest festival in our schools and churches. Do you know why? This is a time of year when all the crops have been harvested. What is Harvest Festival? Harvest Festival is a celebration of the fruit growing on the land. Thanksgiving ceremonies and celebrations for a successful harvest are both worldwide and very ancient. In Britain, we give thanks for successful harvest since pagan times. Now, why, why is that notable? Why, why is that notable? Because why do you think they're saying since pagan times? Because it was from the pagan the pagan rituals and the pagan practices uh, that they still carry on to this day. The uh, harvest festivals and the and the, uh, the rites and, and the different practices that go on with it nowadays and these, and these days and times over there in the UK. Right. So it all has this, it all has its origin back then during those times. So. What it is, they're giving credence that they know where it comes from. But keep in mind where it has landed. It's in the church. It's in the school. So basically, they're breaking the first commandment, aren't they? Of course. All right. It says, we celebrate these days by singing, praying, and decorating our churches with baskets of fruit and food in a festival known as Harvest Festival, usually during the month of September. So a lot of people would say, man, how can you see that as something? Why wouldn't you let your child pray? Why wouldn't you let? Why wouldn't let? Why wouldn't you let your child sing and you know decorate the school? It's it's for something good. But see, where where did it start? It started with pagan customs that goes into the worship of other gods. Now I'm gonna read a little bit more. It says, Harvest Festival reminds Christians of all good things God gives them. This makes them want to share with others who are not so fortunate. In schools and in churches, people bring food home to to a harvest festival service. After the service, the food has been put on display and is usually made into parcels and given to people in need. So they're saying, okay, this is something this is something good that we're doing for the community. And what I'm going to do, if you just um, bear with, I'm trying to show you and give you the history and what things that people are doing now. And then we're going to go and look into the Bible and what the Bible is saying against these things. And then look at the Feast of Tabernacles and other scriptures 
that if people wanted to give to the poor or people wanted to uh, thank God for the things that that they have gotten or the Lord has given them, they can, but not under the worship of these other gods because that's what it really is. So it says, when is Harvest Festival? It says, Harvest Festival are traditionally held on or near the Sunday of the Harvest Moon. This is a full moon that occurs closest to the autumn equinox, about September 23rd. In two years out of three, the harvest moon comes in September, but but in some years it occurs in October. And it was interesting, something you said, uh, Kazak, about how that um, these were all things that would lead up to Halloween because it was the same thing, it was the same kind of worship, that they would be worshiping these different pagan gods. So it would go from the Harvest Festival, and then the next one would be what they called Samahin or Sawin or whatever, which is now called Halloween, which was a worship of an, another paganist god, another another demon. When you really go into that history, it's a demon. And the Heavenly Father is against all these things. That's why, go to... um. Go to um, Jeremiah, the 10th chapter, real quick. This is Jeremiah chapter 10, starting at verse 1. <clears throat> it says, Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen. And be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. So the Lord says what? For it's not to follow the ways of the heathen. Why? Because everything that the heathen, that word heathen just means other nations, the nations, everything that they did, all their customs were vain, is unprofitable. Just like you have the, the, the custom of Harvest Festival. What is it to celebrate? Is it to celebrate and honor the Heavenly Father? That's what they say it is, but they told you where the origins come from. It's really in the going into worship of those pagan gods, which there are many, many. We know the Lord God of the Bible, the God of Israel, is only one God. There's only one God. That's the, that's the credo. The Lord our God is one Lord. That's it. So, and it says what? Don't be dismayed by the signs of heaven because the heathen are dismayed by them. What does that mean? When they saw the sun, the moon, and the stars, they worshiped these things as gods. That's why they have this, the harvest festival, what? During the time when the full moon, the autumn equinox. Now, I'm going to read this autumn equinox, what it's all about. It says, autumn equinox. It says, autumn equinox, also known as Mabon or harvest home, is celebrated when day or night are of equal duration before the descent into increasing darkness as the final festival of the season of harvest. In nature, the activity of the summer months slows down to the hibernation for the winter. For many pagans, now is the time to reflect on the past season. It is also a time to recognize that the balance of the year has changed. The wheel has turned, and summer is now over. Astrologers will recognize, recognize this as the date of the sun enters the sign of Libra. So it shows you all that's going into the different sun worship, 
paganistic worship. It says Libra, the scales of balance. This is one of the least celebrated of the pagan festivals, although a harvest festival may be held to thank the goddess for giving enough food to last the winter. So it just shows you. I mean, the scriptures clearly say that thou shalt have no other gods before me. So why why are so many people engaged to these things? Because when you look at it, Satan is a great deceiver that has deceived the whole world. Now you look at all the different uh, uh, celebrations, worldwide celebrations that you have, and you see Thanksgiving, Easter, uh, Christmas, they all put God on it. But the thing is, is that they don't tell you what God it is because it's not the God of the Bible. And for you really to be serving the Heavenly Father in Christ, you cannot join yourself unto these things. Let's go to um, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, sorry, 2 Corinthians 6 and 14. Because a lot of people say, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. People are getting together. You know, it's all nice. Families are coming together. Yeah, you see, with ancient times, what they do, families came together and someone got put to death, and they sacrificed them to these different gods. Now, what they, they're still doing abominations, but now they try to put Jesus on it, and they try to put God on it, and people really are ignorant. Really, People are really ignorant of God and Christ. Why? Because they're not reading the Bible. Because when you go to church, the pastor is not telling you about repentance and what your sins are. He's telling you about how much money you can put in the collection plate, singing and dancing. All these things are diversions and distractions. See, the prophets are old. When people saw the prophets are old, they knew something was up. They, asked, they would ask them, why have you come? For peace or for war? What have you come for, O man of God? Because they said truly what the word of the Lord said. They wasn't trying to appease people or to appease their feelings or their emotions. They spoke the word of God, and that's the same thing that Christ did. Why do you think so many people were talking about crucify him? If he was a man that was coming talking about, I'm going to bring love, and love is going to fall upon you. Christ said, I come not to bring peace but a sword. See, people, no, not my Jesus. you you damn right it's not your Jesus. Because G- Jesus came speaking repentance, and for him to speak repentance, that means he had to tell people what they were doing wrong. And I'm telling you today, Harvest Festival, Thanksgiving, these different festivals that man are created, they created to worship their God because they don't want to worship the Lord. They don't want to worship Christ. They don't want to serve Christ because what does that mean? You truly going to have to repent and do what the Lord has commanded in the Bible. So read 2 Corinthians 6 and 14. This is for all you good Christians. You say you're Christian. You go to church on Sunday. Read. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 14. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? So a lot of people say, brother, I'm a believer. I'm a true believer. But a lot of people, they're not believing how they're supposed to believe. Because what is their belief based off? Of what people have said, what man has said. But how are we supposed how is Christ saying we're supposed to believe on him? To show that we are true believers. Go to John seven and thirty eight. 
Because a lot of people, I mean, I had a conversation. I'll never forget it. I had a conversation with my sister-in-law. And um, we was talking. we was talking about Easter. So I was showing her that Easter was a paganistic custom and a tradition. It had nothing to do with Christ. How Easter Bunny going to have something to do with Christ? How's it going? You don't you don't make the correlation between the two. Oh, it represents new birth. Yeah, it represents new birth for the pagans because they they're worshiping rabbits. They're worshiping eggs. All those things are symbolic to them. When Christ rose from the dead, it was about us re- supposed to be him taking our sins, and then we repent. Not we continue it year by year by year by year by year. It's, uh, uh, 2010, you was a fornicator. 2011, you still a fornicator? No. Christ didn't die for that. So read. How are we this supposed to believe on Christ? Because a lot of people say, I'm, I'm a believer, brother. I believe. Do you? How are you supposed to believe? What shows you believe? Read John, the seventh chapter, the 38th verse. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, as what? His belly, as the scripture hath said. So if you're going to believe on Christ, can you believe on Christ based on what the pastor says, based on tradition, based upon your feelings, based upon what makes you feel good? No, 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 and no. Okay, read it again. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So if we're going to believe on Christ, we have to believe on Jesus Christ as the scriptures have said. So show me in the scriptures where you get Thanksgiving in November. Show, show, show me that. I, I can show that. you where we have the Feast of Tabernacles, and you can keep that. I can show you where Christ kept it, but you can't show me where there's no Thanksgiving or there's no Harvest Festival. So people need people need to stop, and people need to repent. Because repentance is open, and that's what we're trying to, to bring. to. That's what we are bringing, the word of the Lord, whether our people were here or whether they were forbear. That is their choice. But at the end... There is going to be a judgment. And that's what Satan don't want you to believe, that there ain't going to be no judgment in the end. But there is going to be a judgment. So we know the terror of God try to persuade men. So you think, you think, um, you think uh, they're talking about terrorism and, and al-Qaeda and stuff. You don't know the terror of God. See, when God gets busy, the earth opens up and swallows people. See, oh, that was the Old Testament. Well, you better go and speak to those people in India. When they had all those floods, you better go speak to those people when that tsunami hit. You better go speak to those people where the earthquake hit. Those things are hitting every day. So go back to Second Corinthians, showing that we're not supposed to be joined unto these things. We're not supposed to celebrate these things because what? They're doctrines of devils. They're evil. No matter how Satan tries to nice it up for you and make it look glamorous, and good and like it's something holy and righteous, brothers and sisters, I tell you, no, it is not. It is not of God. It never was of God. That's why they made the declaration and showed these things are ancient and it comes from pagan times. Because they can't lie and say, oh, God has instituted this or started this. 
God did not institute or start Thanksgiving. That's something that the pilgrims brought with them that was ancient, that they did in England, that they did in Europe in worshiping their gods. It's the same thing with Christmas. Christmas is a, Christmas is Yule. If you don't know, look it up because I'm not going into it right now. I'm thinking, I'm talking about Harvest Festival, a.k.a. Thanksgiving, and the Feast of Tabernacles. And that's what you're supposed to be celebrating, and that's what we're in right now. You can celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles and give uh, uh, family and friends food and, and give thanks to the Lord for all the blessings that he gave you. That's what it's for. So go back to uh, 2 Corinthians, what I had you holding. Be not unequally yoked. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion have light with darkness? So how do people think that they're going to put the two together? Okay, yeah, these things started in paganism, but now we're going to put Christ on it and clean it up. It's crooked. you got to throw it away. And what makes, what makes less sense is why wouldn't people just celebrate the days that the Heavenly Father set up? which is the Feast of Tabernacles, or, excuse me, the Feast of Ingathering. The or, Feast of Ingathering. It's the same thing. Except there's, no, there's no idol worship, and there's no worship of all the gods. Exactly. Some go by and call it also the Feast of Booths. So you got three different titles still referring to the same feast that you can find in the Bible in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, starting at verse 34. So, matter of fact, let's let's get some uh, some scriptures on the feast of tabernacles. Um, go to the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, the sixteenth chapter and the thirteenth verse. Because this this is what everybody oh well how you how are you gonna say we're not gonna have no Thanksgiving we need to thank God for the things that He given us over the year well yeah you need to thank God for the things that He's given you no doubt definitely but what God are you thanking <laughs> that this is the point what God are you serving what God are you thinking are you thinking the God of corn or are you thinking the Lord God of Abraham of Isaac and of Jacob. Which God are you? What God are you thinking for your prosperity and your blessings? And then look at your life and how you living. Are you going according to Christ? Read that Deuteronomy sixteen verse thirteen. Thou shalt observe the feast of tabernacles seven days after that thou hast gathered in thy corn and thy wine. So what is it? Is is it not a harvest? That is a harvest. It is a harvest. So why are people celebrating these other things? Because they're not of God. So that's what God was telling his people. That's what God was telling his people. See, a lot of people that are Christians, you're really pagans. You're not, you're not Christians. You're not following Christ. Because Christ said, if you're going to believe on me, you have to believe on me as the scripture have said. So you don't see no harvest festival or you don't see no Thanksgiving. You see tabernacles, the Feast of Tabernacles. It said, keep it for seven days when I've gathered in the corn and the wine. Read on. There's more. Verse 14. And thou shalt rejoice in thy feast, thou and thy son 
and thy daughter, and thy manservant, and thy maidservant, and the Levite, and the stranger, and the fatherless, and the widow that are within thy gates. So it was supposed to be a celebration. The only thing is that it was not done in idolatrous paganistic practices because, see, a lot of people, they don't have understanding of these different practices and things. When they had these different paganistic practices, we were someone getting murdered, killed, put to death, some kind of sacrifice, and then some kind of sexual practice that was going on. See, a lot of people, they don't know. They think, oh, these things, blah, blah, blah. And people, they, people still do these things. People still do these things. The vast majority don't know. Or maybe they're not engaged in these things. But why do you think they have such such um, uh, revelings during these times of the year? Thanksgiving, they're going to be having the different uh, Thanksgiving parties where people are going to be going and fornicating. See, if you're serving the Heavenly Father, you couldn't do those things. It had to be truly, that's what you were coming forth to do, is to give the praise and the thanks to the Heavenly Father. And that's it. So read verse 15. Seven days shalt thou keep a solemn feast unto the Lord thy God in the place which the Lord shall choose, because the Lord thy God shall bless thee in all thine increase and in all the works of thine hands. Therefore, thou shalt surely rejoice. So, I mean, this is a good time for an announcement, but when we get back, we're going to see did Christ observe the Feast of Tabernacles or did he observe these different thanksgiving or these different man-made days. Because a lot of people say, oh, well, God, uh, Christ didn't keep that. Christ didn't keep that. Christ Christ did away with the Old Testament. Christ didn't do that. What are we going to find out? Because the scriptures are going to say and the scriptures are going to speak. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. The Body of Christ Church Radio Network broadcasts seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the BOCC. Listen to our archive broadcasts or check us out while we are live on the air. Come and visit us in the virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sundays where we examine current topics according to the scriptures. Are you looking for the truth? Can you handle the truth? Find out on Mondays at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what church you attend or philosophy you believe, Take the challenge to see, are you smarter than your pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m.? The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light. Check out From Darkness to Light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays, where all manner of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed for what it is. Before the light comes, it's time to awake on Thursday at 8 o'clock p.m. If you are seeking salvation... Listen to Repentance is the Key, Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you've listened to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests, Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows are on Eastern Standard Time. Remember to check out The Body of Christ Church, seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash T-H-E-B-O-C-C. Shalom. Oh, we're back, and what we're talking about is... Uh, 
the feast, the harvest festival, or the feast of tabernacles? What do you, what do you observe? So we're going to see. The Bible speaks about the feast of tabernacles, and that was a time that you know they would have a harvest and they would bring in the end gathering. And they were bringing the first. Matter of fact, go to that in Exodus 34 and 22, so people don't think I'm a liar. Let's prove it. Let's let the let's let the scriptures speak. Exodus the 34th chapter and the 22nd verse, and then we're going to see: Is this a day that Christ observed? And if it is a day that Christ observed, why don't people that say that they're Christians why don't they observe it? And if if you calling yourself a Christian, you will want to do everything that Christ did. You want to do everything that Christ did. So you got people, they're doing things that's so off the wall and so far from the mark that Christ never did that, never ordered that, never ordained that, never said that. So who did? So if you're following things that Christ never said, ordained, or commanded, then who are you really following? Because Christ said if you're going to believe, if you're a believer, you're going to have to believe on him as the scripture have said. So read that, my brother. Exodus chapter 34, verse 22. And thou shalt observe the feast of weeks of the first fruits of the wheat harvest and the feast of ingathering at the year's end. Right. So the feast of ingathering, that is the that is the harvest. That is the feast of tabernacles. It's the same thing. That's going to be the final gathering of things that they would have and they would bring that forth and give praises to the to the most high. See they had they had a celebration, the feast of the 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 feast of weeks, which people know as uh Pentecost of the the first fruits, which was after the Passover, where they were bringing the first things that would start to, to come forth, that would bring that forth and give thanks to the thanks to the most high for the things that he had produced and they would bring the best. They wouldn't bring no kind of crap to the Lord to offer to the Lord. These things were offerings and sacrifices that it would bring to the Heavenly Father. Now, we know for sure, when you read Hebrews 9, 10, so forth and so on, that Christ was that last sacrifice, and now we are living sacrifices. So that means what? We have to live righteously and and not look at Christ. Oh, Lord, I, I'm going to commit adultery tonight. You got me covered by grace? No, the Lord going to kill you. Because you say, if you willfully sin, there is no more. There is no more repentance of grace for you. Because you just spit on it. So now let's go and see. This day of tabernacles, or is it the harvest festival or Thanksgiving that Christ kept? So let's go to the book of John, too. Because a lot of people say, what? What tabernacles? They, they've never heard of this before. <laughs> they've never heard of this before. And I was like, have you, you got your Bible in your house? And that shows you how much people are really led astray. Because until I, until the Lord awakened my mind, I never heard of the Feast of Tabernacles. But I had been going to church all my life. Since I was the age of four years old, I've been going to church. Until I was uh, about 20 years old, I had never heard of the Feast of Tabernacles. Going to church, read the Bible, everything. Why? Because they ain't dealing with that. They're dealing with the Thanksgivings. They're dealing with the, the New Year's. They're dealing with the Christmas. They're dealing with the Thanksgiving. They're dealing with everything except what the Lord says in the Bible. 
So read them. Let's find out. John 7 and 2. Oh, John 7 and 2. Got it. John chapter 7 and verse 2. Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. So see, that's what I see is the Jews' feast. Well, wait a minute. Wasn't Christ a Jew? So that's for them Jews. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a Jewish festival. Well, Christ kept it. See, it said it was a Jews' feast. Christ wasn't really there. So, was Christ there, Zach? He was there. Oh, read verse 11. We find out. Verse 11. Uh, verse, start from 10. Okay, verse 10. <clears throat> but when his brethren were gone up, then went he up, excuse me, then went he also up unto the feast. Right, Not so it's, the, it's talking about the same feast because his brother was talking about him for him to go up and show himself, but Christ wasn't a show off. Okay, he wasn't a show off. He wasn't going look look at me. I'm the man of God. No, he wasn't doing that. Just like you have a lot of pastors. I'm Bishop Omega. I'm I'm the apostle. I'm the prophet, prophetess. I'm this. And I'm rolling in the power of God. Christ didn't do that, and he was the man. He was the man. And he still is the man. <laughs> he didn't do that. He said, go up there, man. His brothers were saying, look, go up there, declare yourself, and let people know who you are. He, no, he went in secret. So read on. Then the Jews then the Jews saw him at the feast and said, where is he? And there was much murmuring among the people concerning him, for some said, he is a good man. Others said, nay, but he deceiveth the people. And and I'm I'm gonna show you why there was some debate going on. But read on. We we we're dealing with the the tabernacles and and harvest festival, showing you right from wrong according to the scriptures. Go ahead. Verse thirteen. Howbeit no man spake openly of him for fear of the Jews. Now about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. So was Jesus there at the feast of tabernacles? Yes, he was. So now why was there debate? I want to deal with that. I want to deal with that question. Why was it debate going amongst the people? Why were some people saying he was good and some people saying, no, nah, he, no, he ain't no good? Go to verse um, Go to verse 7. Verse 7. John chapter 7 and verse 7. The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. So what has changed from then and now? Nothing. People still hate Christ. Why? Because he's testifying that his works that are evil. That's why you don't see a lot of pastors or priests coming out and saying, look, Harvest Festival, Thanksgiving, that's of the devil. They're not going to say that because all the people, want, they want to come there and feel good. They want someone to make them feel good. They don't want to hear what's right. It even says that in the Bible. Get us up. Get it. Get it in Isaiah. Our people don't want to hear the right thing. They want to hear smooth things. So they oh, this is this yeah, this is a time of year that the Lord said to come together and this yeah, there is a time of year for the Lord to come together. But it's not Thanksgiving, it's not the harvest festival. It's not Christmas and it's not Easter. And I'm not sorry to tell you that. It's a good thing that I tell you that that you can repent of your sins. See a lot of people they don't want to hear that and they're not gonna it's not gonna be able to get through to their minds because there's too much darkness in there that they will not let go. So they cannot hear the words of Christ because they are not of God. See, you, when you look in Acts 2, when Peter and the other apostles was telling 
the, the devout Jews that came to celebrate Pentecost, and he was telling them that they were partying and putting Christ to death. They didn't tell him to go go away. They was like, what, 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 must, what must we do? And then we said, he said, repent and be baptized. So that's the point that we bring into brothers and sisters that's listening on the radio show today, that's listening to the blog today, that you have to repent of these wicked satanic holidays because they're not about God. They may make you feel good. It may feel good to get together with family, but you can do all that in Christ. You can do all that in Christ. See, Satan has set these things up to distract you, to turn you away from God. And he got the whole majority of the whole world against anyone that comes up and stands for the word of the Lord. And people see men and like, oh, man, I really can't stand for this. There's too many people. Not knowing that this whole world, the Lord count all the nations as a drop of the bucket. What can they do against you? So read that. People want to hear, they don't want to hear what's right. They want to hear what's wrong. Even the Bible agrees and says it so. Read. Isaiah 30, starting at verse 9. That this is a rebellious people, lying children, children that will not hear the law of the Lord, which say to the seers, see not. And to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, speak unto us smooth things. Right. So do people, do people want to hear the right thing? Oh, no. No, they don't want to hear the right thing. They don't want to tell you that, look, Christmas ain't no December the 25th. Because that means what? They're going to have to make a stand and do righteously. What does that mean? That means that all the women that's going to be loose and open and free with liquor, they're going to miss out on that. That means you're going to have to do like Hebrews 13 and 4 and actually get a wife and deal right by all men, all ball and chains. Would well, the scripture tell you that marriage is honorable? See, everything that's in the world that's made by man is against God, just like these same paganistic, satanic holidays. And when I see people and the teachers, because they teach these things in school over here. They teach those things in school in the United States, because Thanksgiving is the same thing. It's the harvest festival. That's all it is. And it's going into the worship of those ancient paganistic gods, the god of corn. That's when you see you see that movie. They make movies about it. The children of the corn, that's the harvest festival. Were they thinking about him that walked beyond the rows for the corn that he gave them every year? This is what people are doing. This is what people are doing. But they're not going to come out openly and tell, and tell you that. And it's been indoctrinated even into what they call the churches, what they call the churches. So people, they don't want to hear truly what the words and days of the Lord is, the holy days of the Lord that the Lord set up. It's all really going into sun worship and moon worship, which the Lord told us not to do. As a matter of fact, let's read that. Go to Deuteronomy 17. Deuteronomy chapter 17. <clears throat> Matter of fact, go to, go to Deuteronomy 4 and 14. That's the judgment. Okay. Go to Deuteronomy uh, 4 and 14 and start from there. All right. That's what, that's what you read in, um, in Jeremiah, the 10th chapter. 
when it says what the heathen are dismayed at them, meaning the host of heaven. They look at the sun, the moon, the stars, look at the, the ancient Egyptians, they worship the sun. What do you think Christmas is about? Saul evicted. Saul goes and means the sun. They worship the sun. That's where all that came from. They took the pagan, the pagan tradition, and then they tried to put Jesus on it. You got the harvest festival, Thanksgiving, and now you're going to put Jesus on it. So people, oh, it's Jesus about Jesus. Well, you ain't did no investigation. You haven't looked up, researched nothing all about Jesus. Oh, fine, then. This must be fine. Jesus on it. They got it in the church. Read that. Deuteronomy 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 14. And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments that you might do them in the land whither ye go over to possess it. We don't. Take, take ye therefore good heed unto yourselves, for ye saw no manner of similitude on that day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb out of the midst of the fire. Right, so... The Lord is reminding them, and keep in mind, Deuteronomy means second law. Because in Exodus, the, law, the Lord had given the children of Israel, the Lord God of Israel, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, had given them the law, statutes, and commandments already. He had given them laws where it says, thou shalt have no other God, so on and so forth. But what happened? They were hard-headed. They were rebellious. So now we have Deuteronomy, which means second law, where the Lord got to tell them the same things over again. Read on. Lest you corrupt yourself, excuse me, lest you corrupt yourself and make you a graven image. The similitude of a figure, the likeness of male or female. It says, lest you corrupt yourselves. So when God spoke the Ten Commandments to the children of Israel on Mount Horeb, they didn't see any likeness of man. They didn't see a likeness of, see, uh, you got people going off saying God is a woman. They didn't see, oh, the goddess, or, they didn't see nothing. So it says, lest you corrupt yourself and then try to make some image and say, okay, here's my image of God. I saw him. This is what he looked like. I'm going to put him on the countertop. Oh, Lord God, forgive me for that adultery. That booty was just too big. I couldn't handle it. This is a foolishness that people be rolling with and dealing with. That's why you got people lighting candles, scented incense and stuff. Lord, forgive me for my adultery. Lord, forgive me. I bust that God. He just made me so mad, Lord. He just made me so mad. What about what the scripture says about, you know, be angry, but sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. That's why we have to believe on Christ as the scriptures have said. So read on. The likeness of any beast that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the air. People the worship owls, of... cats, rats, dogs, uh, 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 bulls, rams. They worship these things. They make idols of these things. The Lord said, what? You didn't see no substitute. The likeness of any beast on the earth, the life of any wind and fowl that filleth the air. And that's when you read Exodus 20, the Lord says, what? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And that's what you're doing when you worship Thanksgiving and you have your Thanksgiving celebration. Because a lot of people say, I don't worship Thanksgiving. I'm not worshiping. I'm just getting together with a family trying to give me some of that chicken. I hear you. I hear you. But guess what? That's what you're doing. It's all the disguise. What do you think Satan just going to come out in, in the open and say, well, and have people, have his ministers and his apostles and his servants tell you that, well, this day is really about the devil. It's really about me and it's not nothing to do with God. Then how would he be the trickster that he is? How would he be the deceiver? 
because that's his job, to deceive people. And he's only going to be able to deceive those that are wicked as hell. And there's no other way I can put it. Those are the ones that's going to be deceived because the one, the elect is not going to be deceived. He's going to try to deceive them. But if you're following Christ as the scriptures said, as the scriptures have said, you're not going to be able to deceive. You're not going to be able to be deceived on what days are holy and what days are not. On what days that God have appointed and what days God haven't appointed. So read on. Okay. <clears throat> the likeness of any thing that creepeth on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the earth. And left, thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven, and when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the hosts of heaven, shouldst be driven to worship them and serve them which the Lord thy God hath divided unto all nations under the whole heaven. Right. So the Lord said uh, what? We're not supposed to look at the sun and the moon and worship the hosts of heaven. The Lord has divided all those things to the nations under heaven to serve as, their, serve as their, their uses. The sun to rule over the day, the moon to rule over the night with the stars and the constellations of things. They're set for seasons and times. They're not before you look at the sun and worship. The Lord made that. Get that in um, Psalms 96 and 5. But all these other nations, peoples, the, the Hindus, the East Indians, the Chinese, the Japanese, the Africans, the Arabs, all the nations on the earth, they worship other gods. But really, it's the same God. It's Satan. It's Satan. That's who it really is. That's who's really disguised behind all the masks. And you look, all the days that's set up. They're really, they're really blasphemy of what days that the Lord set up. Because they have Thanksgiving, but why don't people, they're so, they want to thank God so much. Why don't they keep the Feast of Tabernacles? That was a feast when the, when the children of Israel brought in the, in the harvest and they gave thanks to the Lord. That was the day that Christ kept, you, you would say, well, look, I'm a Christian and I, I don't follow the Old Testament. Well, Christ kept it. Christ kept it. See, there's been a lot of delusion going on on the earth. And it's going to continue. It's going to continue. But guess what? A small, the Lord has a remnant that's going to raise up, and they're going to repent really and truly through Christ, and they're going to be saved. So read on. Psalms 96, uh, start for 4. For the Lord is great. Psalm 96 and 4. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. So to be feared above Allah, to be feared above Krishna, to be feared above Buddha, Rama, all these different gods that the other nations are, are serving, to be feared above the god of corn and all these different gods that people are worshiping on Thanksgiving, Above Diana, Easter, Estory, all these other gods, you are to fear the Lord God of Israel. Think about it. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, the Egyptians had all these different gods the God of the sun, water, the moon, stars. The, the Lord tore them astray. Because where was the God of sun when it was three days of darkness? I bet a lot of the nations were praying, oh, rah, 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 bring back the sun. And the sun was done because it was dark. 
So the Lord is to be feared above all these false gods. Read. And it's going to tell you, verse 5, the Bible is going to speak with these gods of the other nations that people are celebrating or, yeah, they're celebrating under the disguise of these false holy days. What are they really? What are they really these gods are? Read, verse 17. For all the gods of the nations are idols. Or what? For all the gods of the nations are idols. All the gods of the nations are idols. So when people of other nations come and they, they're talking about uh, their Diwali and they're talking about their Chinese New Year and their different religion and stuff, if you're really serving God, you're going to man, you serve an idol. <laughs> but that shows you that people say they follow Christ, but they're not really following Christ. Because Christ, that's what Christ would do. That's what the disciples did. But the, what the, the rest of it says, but the Lord made the heavens. None of these other gods of things haven't made the heavens. And these are the things that were being taught. Paul and the disciples were teaching about these different false gods and idols, and they were teaching repentance to the people. Because Israel has to repent of this idolatry and idol worship that they're doing in these false holidays. You should be keeping the Feast of Tabernacles and giving your thanks. Like you say you want to do, you want to give thanks to God, keep the Feast of Tabernacles. That's what it was there for. People brought in their harvest and they thanked the Most High, and there was no fornicating. There was no revelry or rivalry or, or, or reviling or madness going on. It was a worship, the true, sincere worship of God and giving thanks. There was no sacrifice, human sacrifice, and we need to pour out the blood on the corn and so the corn can come back next year, boy. No. That's madness. But people do it. People do it. People give celebration. I mean, there's not a majority of people going out talking about we're going we're gonna to do some sacrifice and pour it on the corn. But you have people they make the they they're doing the rituals, the less things that's not so much in your face. Like they have for harvest festival, and I know they do certain things for Thanksgiving as well, where they make wreaths and they make these little like little dolls out of the corn husk. All that was going. In, that's idolatry. So go to Acts uh, 19.26, because I wanted to uh, bring out this point that Paul, when he was going around teaching, he was teaching against idolatry and those different things, against Diana and the, of the Ephesians and all that, these different false gods that they had around. He wasn't just quiet about it. He thought he was quiet. He's going, people worshiping Diana, Zeus, Apollo. He's like, ah, it's cool. You, that, that's just your thing. No. He was saying, no, that's off. That's raw. Let's read it. It, it. He was so good at his job, people wanted to put him to death because it was affecting their money. Read. Well, Acts chapter 19 and verse 26. Moreover, ye see and hear that not alone at Ephesus, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul have persuaded and turned away much people, saying that they be no gods which are made with hands. So these these were a couple of guys who would they they made idols that was their living, and so they said, look, this guy not only at Ephesus, that's where you get the Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, because Paul wrote to <laughs> Paul was writing to the Ephesians about Christ and that they needed to repent, and it's the same thing. He got the same he was getting the the same result as Christ. The whole world was hating him, 
Only those that believed on Christ and truly wanted to repent was looking at the guy like he was an honorable guy and a righteous man. But the whole rest of the world was like, yo, we got to kill this guy. He said, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul, this Paul had persuaded and turned away much people saying that there be no gods which, may, which are made with hands. So what are we teaching against? He was teaching against idolatry. And I tell you, brothers, I tell you, sisters, if you keep these days, you keep Thanksgiving, that's idolatry and that's the worship of other gods. If you're keeping the harvest festival, that has nothing to do with God. I don't care if you pray. I don't care if you pray and say Jesus. That's not about Jesus. And that's not what Jesus did. That's not what Jesus cut. That was not his example. But people want to do these things. Why? Because it makes them feel good. It makes them feel good. They get in, they, you know, they can get with the family. So, you know, we run out of time. I'm, I believe this with you. Let's go to Mark, the seventh chapter and the sixth verse. Because you don't see Thanksgiving in the Bible. There's a word that's there, Thanksgiving, but there's not a day celebration or two-day celebration that's for Thanksgiving. That was the pilgrims' things that they brought with their old gods, the ancient gods of old. But God is the ancient God of old. That's why I said in Daniel, he is the ancient of days. Because he has no beginning of days and he has no end of days. So he's the ancient one that we're supposed to serve. So read Mark 7. Mark 7, verse 6, right? Yep. He answered and said unto them, Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Why do you say hypocrites? Because people say, people say, I love the Lord, I love Jesus, I love the Lord, I love Jesus, but you don't do the things that Jesus tell you to do. You don't celebrate the days that Jesus celebrated, so you're hypocrites. Read. Albeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So when they get to Thanksgiving Harvest Festival and you thanking the Lord, the Lord ain't hearing you. The Lord is not hearing you because he didn't establish that. And some people say, oh, that's harsh. How can you say that? The Lord is saying it. Read. For laying aside the tradition of God, he holds the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such light things ye do. Read on. And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of God, that ye may keep your own tradition. So many people here in England, they're going to keep the tradition of Harvest Festival, and they're going, to re- they're going to reject the commandment of God to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Many people in the United States, they're going to keep the tradition of men, of Thanksgiving, and they're going to reject the commandment of God to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. So what are you going to do? What are you going to celebrate? It starts from now. It starts from day that you're hearing these scriptures, these word of the Lord. It's time for repentance, brothers and sisters. And with that, we give all praises to the Heavenly Father and His beloved Son, Jesus Christ. And until next time, we say shalom, which means peace. This is the Body of Christ Church, and you are listening to our program, Kings and Priests, where we teach repentance to the 12 tribes scattered abroad. These last days, darkness has covered the earth, and gross darkness covers the people. But for those who choose to hear the words of the Father and the instructions of Jesus Christ, He will give them the power to become the nation of kings and priests they were ordained to be from the foundations of the earth.